Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. That's T-Bone on BK. Happy to have Jeremy Rutherford, the Blues insider for The Athletic, in studio with us today. Jer, what's good, man? Nothing, nothing. Just uh, in the neighborhood, working next door. You guys uh, would never guess that I was at Potbelly. (laughs) That's what you were working? Your appetite? Uh, Working on some stories, and I said, hey, I'm right next to these guys. I'll come in and and jump on with you guys. How's it going? I haven't seen you in forever, Jerry. You look like a nice tan on. (laughs) Look at you go. Enjoying summer vacation. It's been good, yeah. 20th uh, wedding anniversary I celebrated with my oh, wife. We ran out to Vegas, saw Garth Brooks, and uh, spent a couple days out there. And What's your number one hotel when you go to Vegas? Not necessarily that you stay at, but your favorite. It's a very good question. Here's the answer, though. Experiment, Rhino. I'm just not a hotel guy. Like, you're hardly ever there, right? So you're out doing stuff. What's so, your favorite one to visit when yeah. you're there? Like, well, when I, you're walking through, going through the casino, You walk by Aria, you see Cosmo, you see those types of places. Generally, that's where I stay, but I'll just put me up at a Marriott. I don't care. <laughs> it's Vegas. Who cares, As long right? as I can fall uh, on the bed at the end of the night. Who right? are you? Sorry, go ahead, BK. Are you more of a show guy or gambling guy when you go out there? So a little, bit, a little bit of both, but more like uh, I've never really go out and see like the dancing shows or that type of thing, but we specifically went out there for Garth Brooks. That was sure. the reason. So it was like, let's, you know, 4,000 people at that Coliseum. And uh, it was was it a residency or was yeah. he just touring? Oh, yeah, so it's a residency there. there. I didn't know that. He's out there on the residency. So no. I don't see a ton of shows. Uh, and every time I go out there, gambling wise, you guys are the gamblers. I listen every day. Uh, but. Maybe I'll grab two hundo out of the ATM. I can't take any more. Like if that's you right. lose that, okay, that's enough. Oh yeah, that's that's not Vegas, man. Right. Two hundo is like what I walk <laughs> in the hotel with. I walk in and my wife's like, I'm gonna go check in the room. Be like, all right, I'll be here at the blackjack table. Said I've got two hundred on block. <laughs> right. And walk back to the room. What happened? I lost two hundred dollars already. I saw uh, who was it? Jackson was out in Vegas last week. He went to Circa. And I saw a video of him on TikTok, and he said, all right, I'm going to go play blackjack. I've got 100 bucks. I'm ready to go. And four minutes later, he was back and had another video. I lost it on two hands. That sounds about right. I'll never forget. We went for my buddy's, uh, my brother-in-law's bachelor party, and he left the first night. Like He went back to his room at 8 o'clock, and he was pissed. And I'm like, what happened? Talked to him the next morning. Apparently, he thought he was at a 25-cent slot machine, and it was a $25 slot machine. And how do you he, make that mistake? I, that's what I told him. I said, how much were you drinking to not realize that yeah. Cent sign was a dollar sign, so that's how Vegas went for him. That's good. So, speaking of gambling, the Blues are gambling some of their roster situations you right now. Son of a- because they're coming back with basically the same defensive core as they did a year ago. The one really big shakeup that they've made to the roster was bringing in Kevin Hayes. JR has a great piece over on The Athletic where he put together his 10 bold predictions for the upcoming season. JR, I want to start with what we talked about a little bit earlier today in relation to your piece. We put together four of your bold predictions. Which one would be the most likely out of these four? I want to get your thoughts on it. Kyrou scores 45 goals. Neighbors is a second line forward. Perunovic plays 70 games. Or Benner has the 915 save percentage. Of those four, which one do you think would be the most likely? Most likely. Okay, so... Kairou getting 45, even though I, you know, boldly predicted it, sure. that, that's a lot, right? And if they want him to play a more all-around game, it's going to be tough to get to, to 45, even though I think he'll be that guy one day. Um, neighbors, I think the opportunity's there. I think that if they decide that they want to have a heavy-hitting fourth line, Blake can be on that fourth line. 
Uh, Bennington, the save percentage, that was a hard one to predict, you know, to say he's going to be at a 915 because it's not all up to him, you know, if he if the defense isn't good. Um, what was the other one, the fourth it one? It was um, Perunovic. Perunovic. games. Yeah, so that one's going to be tough because there's just so much depth, eight or nine guys deep. So if you give me those four, I'm going to say the best chance for one of those to happen is neighbors playing on second mm. That's what I'm talking Uh-oh. about, I didn't JR. know. I wasn't listening Karen, earlier. I'm Karen, sorry. You know not to agree with <laughs> him on this Hold show. On. Alex, you should have texted me. Yeah. Give me a heads up Also, on this. he didn't say he was a, He yeah. said Jake Neighbors is playing with Robert Thomas yeah, on this season. Line. I said he has a chance to. I said I'm going to take what JR <laughs> said. Yeah, and I'm going to make it even 45. bolder. JR, I, I don't think I'm crazy here. You tell me if you disagree. And you know I, I have some ridiculous ideas. Jared, you know what to do here. Jake Neighbors does something really well, which is he he creates space for his line mates. He's a guy that is willing to go to the front of the net, and we know how Craig Berube likes to construct his lines, right? He likes to have a guy that can shoot, a guy that can distribute down the middle, and he likes to have a space creator on one side as well, where that guy's going to be at the front of the net. That kind of feels like a potential Cairo, Thomas, and Neighbors line, but it would require Neighbors to be incredibly, take a big step defensively. He's got to be very responsibly sound. Is that crazy to think that Neighbors could finish as the top line left winger with that line? Did he just BKO Neighbors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, here. Neighbors will be in Springfield by the middle of the season. <laughs> BKO Thanks, Brandon. Neighbors. Here's what I think about Neighbors. Brandon. Think about he went back to junior, right? So that was good for him, but it was bouncing back and forth. Last year, Springfield, bouncing back and forth. Also, he played, he came back from some injuries after being in that long uh, junior run. So I think the fact that he's healthy, at least as I know he is, and the fact that he has a potential role on this team. Now it's a matter of where do you fit him? And and I think to your question, you ask about his defensive play. I, I think that he's reliable. I think he can be that guy. Now, could he be a top guy and play with a Thomas and a Cairo? You know, I think that he could in a pinch, but I don't know what Craig Bruby is going to do with the Lions coming into camp, but I put Buchnevich with Thomas sure. and Cairo. And I think that it's going to give neighbors some credit and comfort playing with a guy like Shen. So if Shen's in the middle of that second line, that's part of the reason why I feel that Neighbors could be a fit there. Hey, and listen, I'm not saying for two months, three months of the season. I just think that he's going to get an opportunity there. And yes, I do think he's to the point in his young career that he's capable of holding his own on that line. The one that BK nixed, which I just don't understand why he gets to do that in this bold predictions that I thought was most likely to happen was the Kevin Hayes dynamic. I actually believe that the off-ice issues that were present last year in terms of just not clicking the right way. You had Falk say after the season that they just didn't carry themselves professionally. I feel like a Kevin Hayes and really an Oscar Sundquist now fixes that issue. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And you know what? Just uh, the old cliche, how the sausage is made. Listen, I felt it was time for a blues article. I wanted to write one this week, and I felt like, hey, it's not quite time for the 10 bold predictions, but I'm going to sit down. So, you know, you got a blank screen, and you got a cursor, <laughs> and you've got fans out there who like Bennington, don't like Bennington, think neighbor's going to be great, think he's not going to be great. And so when you sit down and the cursor's blinking, you know, what do I write here? And the things that came to mind, you know, are like a Kevin Hayes. And just my dealings with him so far and talking to people about him, they say he's great. And I know it, before last year became a big deal, that locker room, I just knew there were it, it, it didn't matter. There yeah. weren't guys in there that just got along. Never and, felt the same. Yeah, never felt the same. And and so when a Kevin Hayes comes in here, you know, I just spent uh, an hour over at Matthew Kachuk's house this morning, and he's related, you know, by marriage to uh, Kevin Hayes. And you know, when we finished the interview for the story I'm writing about Matthew, I said uh, I, I get a feeling that Kevin Hayes is going to be a good fit here with the St. Louis Blues. And you know, Matthew and his, you know, I don't say accent, but he says, "Oh yeah, it'll be fine, be fine, <laughs> you know, be fine." I think Kevin's going to do good here. You know, so I think that Kevin Hayes is going to come in here and not only 
you know, we'll see what happens on the ice. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and promise that this is going to be a good player. And then two months people say, yeah, that's not working out. But in terms of coming into the locker room and making people gel, you're right. Him, Sunquist, guys like that, those are going to be the glue guys. JR, as I look at some of the teams that made the playoffs last year, the Kings took a big step. The Kraken were excellent. You look at the Winnipeg Jets. I think everybody's been trying to say this is the year that they rebuild for like the last five years. Minnesota continued to be a 100-win team despite the big money that is now on the books for players that are not there anymore. What's the case for the Blues? What If you were just saying, hey, optimistic Blues fan, you just went through a crap Cardinals season, coming off of a crap Blues season, the optimistic case for the Blues heading into this season is what? Yeah, so when I look at the Blues, I think the word retool. And every time I find myself saying that, you know, it kind of comes with not going to make the playoffs. And I don't want to sit here and say to you guys, why not the Blues? Why can't they make the play? Well, we saw it last year, right? The defense is the same coming back. And until we get two, three months into the season and it's playing a lot better, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just not going to buy that this is a good defensive team until we see it. So when you think to yourself, is this a playoff team? The answer's got to be no. It's just this is not a, a team that I think can compete for the Stanley Cup or even a second or third round. But then when you look at the teams involved in the Western Conference and you realize they have issues too, and you mentioned a couple of them, you, at least I can, I can tell myself that the Blues, if certain guys play well, and if these guys who have something to prove, like a Verona, like a Kapanen, like a Kevin Hayes, these defensemen who've been ripped for 12 months show some pride and play better hockey, that this can be a team, and I'm going to give you a best-case scenario in my mind, is in that wild-card conversation. So do they slip up and play better and play third in the Central? You know, they could. But what I'm going to say is this is a team that can be in the wild-card conversation going into the season, and let me tell you, it can go both directions. It can go, they can play well, and this could be the 27th team in the NHL standings. But as we are a couple weeks out from training camp, I feel this is a team that you shouldn't say can't make the playoffs. I I think that they have a chance if some things go uh, as as at least Doug Armstrong expects. One more for me, JR. The question I get asked so much is, is Mike Weber going to make this defense better? And, And I mean, we've talked a lot about how, whether it's, hitting coaches or power play coaches, defensive coaches, if they make that much of a difference. I know you've talked with players and you've talked with coaches. How much of an impact do like does a Mike Weber really have on four guys that have been mainstays in the NHL for at least six years? Yeah, this isn't and shouldn't be a slight against Mike Van Ryan. He won a uh, Stanley Cup with this team, but I think a different voice is going to help. It's, it helps a lot with head coaches. Uh, I don't think that Craig Bruby has worn out his welcome. I don't think his voice has grown stale, but at some point you have to have some different voices and I think they tweaked some things defensively last year it didn't work out you had a lot of players underperform but Alex when I did the story on Mike Weber joining the Blues as a defensive coach the couple people that I spoke to who coached with him last year in the American Hockey League they said this guy just drips it he drips defense he drips wanting to get guys to play the game and to do things for their teammates. So that's what I didn't see last year. I didn't see guys willing to sacrifice, guys willing to block a shot, guys willing to get their butts into the corner and win a battle that they probably don't have any business winning. And they said that Mike Weber, and he's got some banged up knees, that's kind of why his career ended, but he's the type of guy who will get out there in the drills and he'll be the most 
obnoxious looking guy out there because he's trying to show these guys what he wants from them. So I haven't seen it yet in person. I've just talked to the guys that coached with him last year, but they say he gets involved in the drills as much as he can. He wants to show these guys what he wants from them. And the number one thing that he's going to bring to this defense isn't so much going to be the scheme or all of a sudden they're going to be number two in the league in terms of goals against, but he's going to build a defense where guys want to play the game and want to play for each other. I'm looking forward to the Blues having a team that has great chemistry because of Kevin Hayes, where Jordan Cairo is scoring 45 goals, <laughs> Jake Favors a is a second line forward, and where Jordan Bennington, because the defense isn't better in front of him, Vezina. has a 9.15 save percentage this season. Oh, That's the bigger. Blues that I'm looking forward to because I read over in The Athletic that it will be so. Jeremy Rutherford is a fantastic writer over at The Athletic. You should be following him on Twitter at JP Rutherford as well. And what about Riv making uh, us forget about Darren Pang? Yeah, that was... <laughs> I'm surprised that one wasn't number one just to see how Jamie reacted. Yeah, right away I just say, sorry, Panger, if you're reading this. I'm not. <laughs> oh, no, Jamie's going to be him. amazing. Yeah. He's going to yeah, do a fantastic job with that. Thanks, boys. JR, appreciate the time as always. We'll be talking with Jeremy Rutherford weekly throughout the Blue season and what, fingers crossed, we, we deserve this here <laughs> we in St. Louis. We need this. We'll be a better Blue season this year. So looking forward to that. Coming up next, I owe Alex an apology. I'll explain it next year on 101 ESPN.